0: Welcome to the Feel Your Best Formula podcast. Are you over 40 and tired of struggling with your weight? Do you feel like you're constantly starting over with your nutrition and fitness? I'm Lil, a certified nutrition coach and former registered nurse, and I too have been there. At the age of 44, I decided I was done with being stuck in the vicious diet cycle. I became a nutrition coach and created the Feel Your Best Formula for women who are ready to do things differently. If you're ready to build a better relationship with food, get your energy back, build muscle, lose fat, and keep it off for good, then you're in the right place. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's build your formula for feeling your best. Hi, everyone. I hope you had the best weekend. And if you're listening to this right at publishing day, then that means tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And that is why I chose the theme of self love for this episode. I know it's corny, but bear with me because we're going to take a bit of a different approach today. Today, we're going to talk about having an abundant mindset and how that can be the easiest way to get started on new healthy habits, whether you're trying to level up or you're starting completely from scratch. So before we dive in, let's think for a moment about that phrase, self-love, like what is it? even mean. What does it mean when we hear that word? And I think everyone has their own definition of it. You can look at two extremes. You can decide that loving yourself on one end of the spectrum is doing things that are really indulgent and satisfying in the moment, but maybe They do not lead to having the long-term goals that you really want. Or on the other end of the spectrum, you could have the thought process that being really, really disciplined in doing really hard things, that is the way to really love yourself, you know, having a really strict dietary pattern, having really strict workouts, waking up early. I mean, I'm sure a few people can come to mind when you think of both ends of the spectrum. And there's definitely this type of messaging out there on social media. There's people who say you should never intentionally try to lose weight or eat a certain way. And you should only just eat what you feel like eating and, you know, quote unquote, enjoy your life. And then there's other people who think that you just really have to be disciplined in all areas so that you can ultimately have this really really healthy lifestyle and it's something that you work really hard for and for me personally I think it's a combination of both of those mindsets I know I'm at my happiest I know I'm at my happiest when I I am being disciplined and I'm waking up early and doing workouts and being organized and planning my days and doing things that I know ultimately leads to me having a less stressful life. But in the moment, it feels kind of hard And also there are those times where I absolutely want to indulge. I'm someone that loves sweets, like a really delicious cupcake or piece of cake or ice cream, going out to a really delicious meal. Of course, I want to enjoy those things too, but those are not ways of being that I'm going to embody every single day of my life, because I know that some of those indulgent choices really add up and lead me in a direction that I never want to go in again. And it's, about being intentional and not just living my, my my life mindlessly it's about planning and trying to be in control of as much as i can and not feeling like i'm constantly reacting to other people's needs or situations i know that i feel better when i don't drink alcohol and I know that I feel better when I'm sticking to a schedule. And I also know that I feel my best when I don't feel guilty about those indulgences that I choose to have very mindfully. For me, having a cupcake is so much more enjoyable than having two or three glasses of wine. And I know that having one cupcake you know, a pretty big cupcake, actually, when we go to our favorite bakery. They're really large cupcakes and I'll eat the whole thing. And I know there's not going to be any harm to that. But I do know that if I have a few glasses of wine, I'm going to wake up in the morning, I'm going to feel kind of groggy, I'm going to have that dry taste in my mouth, and I'm going to feel crappy, I'm not going to feel motivated to do my workout. And the cost of that choice most of the time, is just not one that I want to make. So for yourself, thinking about that balance between being disciplined and indulging, what does that look like for you and being mindful versus being mindless? And I definitely feel that self-love is coming up from a place of mindfulness, not a place of just, you know... Doing wh- wherever the wind blows us, you know, I just don't feel for myself that that's not really an intentional way of loving yourself. So when I say to you words like being on a diet or losing weight or fat loss What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about getting fit? I'm guessing you immediately think of all the things that you have to give up. You think you're going to have to sacrifice the foods that you enjoy. You think you're going to have to sacrifice sleep. You think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be sore. And you just think about all these things that are kind of negative, And you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to have to give up all these things, whether it's giving up food, giving up time, you know, I'm going to have to sacrifice. I'm going to have to make changes. And it's kind of stressful to think about. And sometimes it can be really hard to think from going where you are right now to where you want to go because of that stress that comes with change. So I know that is how I thought about things for a really, really, really long time, but I don't think like that any longer. I no longer associate healthy habits with restriction, stressful choices. I feel so free, especially in my relationship with food now, and that's my wish for everyone. Those of us that have grown up over the past, you know, few decades— We have seen so many diet trends come and go, and it's really been ingrained in us that we need to be skinny, skinny, skinny in order to be happy. And I think that that's starting to change, and I know that my own mindset has changed on it, but I want to make sure that I'm being really intentional and honest about how my daily habits are going to add up and lead me down a path that hopefully will lead me to living You know, it's not necessarily about longevity for me. I mean, you could live to be a hundred years old and be totally miserable, or you could live to be 90, which is what my grandmother did. She was 92 when she died and she was incredibly active just up until two weeks before she passed away. She walked every day, she would do 10 laps around her little neighborhood, she swam 25 laps at the YMCA three days a week, and she ate a really healthy diet, and generally speaking, she was a really happy person. And when I think to how I want to age, I think of her and how that is my goal, to be able to move, to be independent. And that is where these healthy habits that we have today are going to lead us. What is our future going to look like after years and years and years of the repetitive ways that we are nourishing our bodies, moving our bodies? Those choices at some point are going to have a consequence. So I really feel like focusing on those End goals of what I really want, not just, you know, how I'm going to look in a bathing suit this summer, but thinking about what my daily life will look like when I'm in my later years. I feel like personally, that's been a major shift for me over the past couple of years, really thinking about my own mortality and quality of life and having a restrictive mindset where you're constantly thinking, I have to diet. There's all these things I can't enjoy in my life if I want to be healthy, I feel like that can be a major barrier to actually establishing healthy habits. So when you're looking to get started with new habits, whether it's food, fitness, whatever, I'm asking you to change that perspective and actually think about what can I add in when it comes to the food? What if I focus in on adding all those really high quality nourishing foods that I really, really enjoy? What if I started every dinner with a big salad with leafy greens and delicious tomatoes and cucumbers and onions and all of those delicious, tasty vegetables? What if I ate a salad every night before dinner and then moved on to go ahead and eat that piece of salmon and really fill up on all these really healthy foods? Then you know what? I can still have some ice cream or maybe a piece of cake, but chances are I'm gonna be so full and satisfied from all these nourishing foods that I may not even want it. And it's all about adding in and having an abundance of the things that are really, really good for us that we enjoy and kind of starving out those less nutritious foods that maybe we're eating a little bit too much of and we need to kind of cut back on it. So instead of just thinking of cutting back, think of adding in more of the foods that you want more of in your life. And I think this can be a really powerful perspective Even just making a list of all of the foods that you really, really like. Like for me, it would be broccoli, avocados, sweet potato, quinoa. I really love salmon. I really love shrimp. I love seafood of all kind. Um, And you know, looking at where can I have more of this in my life and really fill up on it and not worry so much about all those things that you want to be cutting out of your life. And instead of feeling guilty or ashamed for eating the foods that you think are bad, instead be proud of eating those foods that you know are nourishing your body in a really healthy way. So, I definitely went through a phase where I, well, not a phase, but a transition where I moved from having this really negative relationship with food. And I didn't even know I had a negative relationship with food. I thought my relationship with food was great. I thought I had overcome so many issues from my past with overeating, binging occasionally, and I really thought I was in a good place. But I found myself in a situation where I was traveling between my home and a family member's home and taking care of them and having to feed them special meals because of a medical condition. And I found myself not being able to adhere to the rules of the nutrition plan that I was following. And I started having feelings of shame and guilt. And then I really started to look at those feelings and ask myself, wait a minute. If I want to have pasta for dinner, why should that make me feel bad? Pasta, what, what is wrong with pasta? And it's a really quick and easy meal that I've enjoyed so much. Why should I feel guilty for having this? Because the plan I was on, yes, you were encouraged to eat carbs during the day, but you were encouraged not to eat carbs at night. In the idea is having carbs at night is going to make the scale go up in the morning. And if the scale goes up, that's not a great thing. And I'd really had this mindset for a couple of years and I really sat in it and because I felt like I was failing, like I wasn't being the epitome of someone following this lifestyle. And it really made me question, wait a minute, why am I feeling this way? And since that time, I've made a lot of changes, but one thing that really helped me realize that my mindset around food was unhealthy was I came across this term called orthorexia. And I don't know if you've ever heard this word, and it was new to me at the time, but it's a word to describe your relationship with food. And orthorexia is an unhealthy focus on eating in a healthy way. So does that make sense? It means you're so focused and obsessed with being healthy that it actually has a detrimental effect on your mental health and how you feel and how you feel about your relationship with food. And I definitely, that describes how I felt for many, many years. And it's something I'm still working on. I still I have that automatic response to just think like such and such a food is bad or naughty or I shouldn't be eating it. And I've come so far, but sometimes those automatic thoughts just pop up and I have to catch myself and remind myself no foods are good and bad. All there is are foods that support the goals that we want to have and the other foods that we may want to fit in that. We really, really enjoy. And that's a positive. If you really, really enjoy a food and it brings you pleasure to eat it and you're eating it and enjoying it in a way that matches and is in alignment with your health and wellness goals, then that food is good for you. And I have really learned how to enjoy my sweets. And I actually, you know, as I'm sitting here talking to you right now, I am realizing that I don't even remember the last time I overate or binged on sweets or foods that I would consider bad or naughty in the past. And having that relationship has such a positive ripple effect on everything because it can be really stressful worrying about you know, am I eating healthy? Am I eating healthy enough? And I feel like that stress in a world where we already feel stressed, overwhelmed, have so much on our plates, it really just adds this layer that we want to avoid. And I feel like maybe some people avoid making changes to their eating habits because it's stressful. Why not just be like, hey, I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be naughty. I'm going to enjoy all the foods. And I am i don't even want to think about it. I My brain can't even go there. And I think that that's probably what happens. I know that's where my brain used to go when I would get really stressed and overwhelmed. It was very much an all or nothing attitude. So having guilt, shame, judgment towards yourself, the foods you're eating, that is not healthy. And this obsession over restricting constantly feeling like I can't have this, I can't have that, it's so deflating. So as soon as I started looking for abundance, number one, I started eating a lot more calories. For years, I was eating like 1,500, 1,800 calories a day. And now I'm eating 2,200 calories a day. And guess what? I am perfectly happy and I'm so full and satisfied and I'm building muscle and it's just so enjoyable. I still fit in. Literally today I had a scoop of ice cream as I'm recording this. I had that for lunch. I had my lunch and I had a little scoop of ice cream. I enjoy carbs. I enjoy all the foods, but I'm also mindful to make sure that I am nourishing my body In the way that it needs so that I can build that muscle appropriately and have the energy that I need. I also became aware this fall that um, my LDL cholesterol was a little elevated. And that was a bit of a wake up call for me because I've never had that happen. And I knew it was diet related. We had been eating a lot of takeout um, after my husband's dad was very, very ill and um, he ended up passing away. And if you've ever experienced um, a situation like that, where you're, you know, caring for someone very, you know, intimately for months and months, and then they do end up passing away. I mean, it's, it takes a lot out of you. And we were eating a lot of takeout. I was definitely eating a lot more prepared foods. And so, when I went in for my annual checkup, she was like, "Lil, your, your cholesterol is elevated and we've never, you know, I've never had any issues with things like that. And she's like, it's all right. I know that, um, you'll just change up that diet a little bit. And she's like, I know you'll be fine. And it was just a reminder to me that, yeah, I needed to get back to eating those foods that would help decrease that LDL cholesterol. And I bet if I went today and got it checked, you know, just a few months later, I bet it would already be significantly lower. So let's talk about the power of adding in and what does that look like and how does that help us? I mean, I already talked about if you're you know, eat a salad before your dinner, if you go ahead and eat those veggies and those lean proteins. And then if you want to have, you know, some French fries or have a dessert or something like that, you're going to be so full and satisfied on all these other foods, you probably won't be able to eat as much of them, you know, as you did before. I will say disclaimer here, you know, if you have a true binge eating disorder, please, Get help from a mental health specialist this podcast is in no way a substitute for professional help with those issues where it is beyond you being able to control those choices. Um, so let's start by looking at the areas where we can add in. I talked about eating more fruits. Well, sorry, I didn't talk about fruits. I talked about the veggies, but also eating more fruits, eating more lean proteins, eating more whole grains and going for those items first, adding those in, looking at the foods that you're eating now and asking yourself, you know, how can I add in these more nutritious foods And if I still want, you know, if you still want a donut after you have a big bowl of oatmeal and two or three eggs, then go have the donut. But I have a feeling that you'll be so full and satisfied that you may not even want it. As far as movement goes in fitness, look where you can add in more movement in your day and ask yourself, can I take a few laps around my office building? Can I get outside for a walk? Can I squeeze in a five or 10 minute walk multiple times a day? Can I walk up and can I take the stairs instead of the elevator? And just looking where you can add in more fitness instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, I got to sacrifice my sleep. I got to wake up at 5 a.m. I got to do a one hour workout. Instead, just look at where you are right now and ask yourself where you can add in these little habits that will add up and give you that compound effect in moving in a positive direction. For my workouts, even though, you know, they're sometimes a bit repetitive, I love to put in a podcast or a book on tape and listen to it. And you could do the same thing going on your walks. And if you have a pet, you know, I have a dog, I know, hey, I got to go on a walk because she needs a walk. And it's beneficial for both of us. When it comes to mindset, ask yourself, instead of beating myself up for all the things I feel like I'm not doing right, can I have an abundance mindset and start a gratitude journal and keep track of all the things that are going right in my world and focus on those things? Because having an abundance mindset is not just about food and fitness. It's about your mindset and how you're looking at your, the lens that you're looking at the world in. There's so many ways that you can look to add in. And one of my current goals is I'm looking to gain strength. So I'm actually looking for the numbers of the weights that I'm lifting during my workouts to go up. And I'm not interested in the number on the scale going down. And that has been so liberating and so enjoyable when I literally every single day I used to go and get on the scale. And if if that number wasn't going down, you know, it wouldn't freak freak me out too much, but it was always the ultimate goal. Like, oh, it didn't go down today, but by the end of the week, I should be down more than I am now. And it was just a constant obsession. Now, if you do have excessive body fat and your doctor has recommended that you lose weight, then that is a goal that you should be working on, you know, with their guidance. But if you only have 5, 10, maybe even 15 pounds to lose, maybe just taking some time to focus on getting stronger might be a really abundant way to shift that mindset and approach your health and wellness a little bit differently. Okay. I think. That's it. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that as you listen to the things that we talk about here, you start looking at things maybe a little bit differently. The whole reason I started this podcast is because I've started looking at things differently and it has made me so much happier and it has really made me enjoy my own health and wellness journey so much more. And that's what I want for you. I want you to enjoy your healthy habits and be able to stick with them because they're something you look forward to. Okay. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Feel Your Best Formula podcast. If you enjoyed the information and discussion we had here today, then make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you're serious about making changes with your nutrition and fitness, then you definitely want to join my weekly newsletter list as well. You can find the link below and more information in the episode details. That's all for today, and we will see you back here next week for a new episode of the Feel Your Best Formula podcast.